Comic Book Day to you. Also, happy National Comic Book Day. Today in today's show, we're going to break down some of that Ghost Rider news that came out today. We're going to talk about a Mikey Sutton exclusive we got that uh, has a debut of an MCU character. And also, a long-term spec list. So let's get right to it, boys and girls. What's up, boys and girls? I hope my microphone sounds better now. Does it sound better now? Yeah, a lot yeah. better. I realized I had the wrong microphone setting check. Man, we always have technical difficulties. Shout out to, speaking of technical difficulties, shout out to Dark Side Jedi, who's on the disabled list, reaggravated his back, so he's going to be on the uh, DL for a while. Our man Otto had to work a shift, so I got my man Nemesis Prime. Say what's up. What's going on, everybody? I'm glad to be back. Took a week off. Same thing. Had problems. I was sick. Still sick, but I'm here. Let's do this. All right. Also... Returning champion, our man, Manimal. Say what's up. What's going on, guys? Love filling in when there's a open spot. So I'm um, ready to talk. Let's get going. We got a ton of stuff. But before we get to it, boys and girls, let's talk about our sponsors. This show is sponsored by KRSComics.com. Use the discount code of K-L-O-T-L-B to get 10% off any KRS Comics exclusive variants. So it's also brought to you by the TheGeekySwagShop.com. Go to the TheGeekySwagShop.com. Use the discount code of L-O-T-L-B to get 15% off any KRS com or excuse me, any geeky swag shop exclusives uh, for 2000 subs giveaway. We're going to be um, giving away a set of KRS comics exclusives right there. We're going to give away two sets of Batman versus Superman, uh, the Batman Superman comic, and also the web of black widow variant that you see there. And also you're going to get to pick uh, a shirt out of the geeky swag shop.com for free. So that's going to be our 2000 subs giveaway. I haven't even shipped out the uh, stuff for the guy who won <laughs> for Danny Lee who won our thousand subs. Cause uh, I've been super busy and man, we're just growing. So hopefully we get to 2000 subs by tonight, man, that we only uh, grew by about a hundred subs routine last week and this week. So hopefully uh, tonight we're going to get to it. Shout out to everybody in the live chat. I would shout you guys all out, but I don't think we have time, man. There's already uh, 78 of you in there. Shout out to everybody that was tailgating. Um, let me see who was tailgating earlier, man. Alex Perez was in there. Chris Barrett, Captain Crunch, a uh, bunch of other cats. Johnny Dakota, Tony Sanders, up to Tony Sanders, Jacob. Uh, I think my cousin Jay and Guy One is in there, man. What's up to everybody? Um, since there's so many people in the live chat, we'll try to get to your questions as soon as we can. Uh, if you want to guarantee your question is answered, I would highly suggest you use a super chat because then I can see it. Do not ask him for like 20 bucks, 99 cents, just so I can see it, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Danny, I'm going to ship it out to you this week. Shout out to Jane Guy One, Richie Taylor, Adi Russell, Roberto Reyes, Lon Espinosa. So we're going to get to that uh, Ghost Rider news I dropped today. I got a few more details on it. So whenever stuff like this happens, man, I try to sift I, all day long. I've been trying to get more information from my sources, the Black Knight, as well as Mikey Sutton, who's a great source for this kind of stuff, who has a lot of insight in on this. And uh, I was able to get more information on Ghost Rider to sift through all the clickbait that's out there. One site, I think Deadline reported that the Ghost Rider show was done, but we'll get to that in a bit, boys and girls. Let me uh, get well, we to got Robbie our... Reyes in here anyway. We can ask him. There you go, Robbie. Where's uh, what's going on, man? Where's the, Camaro... up in here. where's the where's the Camaro going? Uh, let's get right to it, man. Um, this is from our Black Knight report. So, uh, in case you've been living under a rock, there's a new Batman movie. Uh, it's called The Batman. Uh, finding out from our source, the Black Knight, and this has kind of been kind of rumored, but we got, got confirmation on it that the Bat, the Matt Reeves Batman films will not be connected to a larger universe as Warner Brothers is no longer pushing a DC extended universe. This is like the Christopher Nolan Black, Dark Knight trilogy all over again. So don't expect these characters in Suicide Squad and Birds of Prey. So that goes to the story we broke, I think, a while ago that there's going to be at least three jokers in the dc world we got heath uh we got the one that was in suicide squad we got the jokers going to eventually appear in the batman movie and then we got the joker that's in the uh solo film that's coming out it's really getting good reviews but um and also i i did confirm there was a rumor that um jeffrey wright i believe um shout out to chad crow man villain for nova or ff 
yes, I'm going to drop that a little bit later, Chad. So hang tight. Thanks for the $2 super chat. But yeah, later on, I'm going to discuss a villain that's going to be for Nova kind of, but not really. But we're going to have Nova news for you. So thanks for that $2 super chat, Chad. Um, so there was earlier news that Com uh, Commissioner Gordon has been cast and they got that guy, uh, Jeffrey Wright, who played in Westworld and is also yeah. going to be the voice of you. I think, you know, I don't care black, white, whatever. If you can act your ass off, you can act your ass off. And I think he is a fucking great actor, man. In Westworld, man, he's one of the most depressing kind of weird dudes ever in the Westworld, man. What do you guys yeah, think right. about? I mean, are we beyond the point now of looking for the DCEU to have a big expanded universe like Marvel? Are we happy with just, uh, you know, Batman in its own confined world? What say you, Manimal? You know, at this point, I'm okay with it because we tried it and it didn't work out. Um, it does kind of seem a little pathetic and it's just like, don't, don't talk about it too much and move on. But you know what? If you want to do the Batman universe by itself, that's cool. Like I don't need a lot of other people. My big thing is when are we going to get some Robins? That's all I want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about you, Justin? You're the big DC guy here. Are you happy with the uh, Batman and its own contained universe like the Nolan films? Yeah. I mean, we spoke about this a while ago. I mean, I definitely am excited because you have so many characters that come out of Gotham city that, can just hold their own movie. And, and like Manimal said, you know, bring on some Robins, bring on Nightwing, Batgirl, you know, this whole Birds of Prey, you know, obviously that's not going to be connected, but that was something that could have been connected. And with all the villains throughout Gotham, I mean, it's doable. They're, they're almost, uh, what is that? Jumping the shark? Or what's that saying? Just the shark jumping the bear? You know, because with Titans, they got the Robin in there. We already mm -hmm. know uh, Nightwing is coming. They already leaked the photos of yep. the Robin being the Nightwing. So mm -hmm. Titans is kind of doing its own thing. It's almost like, yeah. you know, you can may even see a fourth Joker. That's why I say there may be more than three Jokers. There may be a fourth Joker, but I, you know, for the Batman Nolan verse films were great. I don't think any time during that run, we were like saying, I need to see more of the universe. I think we were perfectly content letting Nolan tell his story. But then at the end of the third film where they tease Nightwing or Robin, you were like, ah, and then it was just boom, gone. Remember uh -huh. uh, what's his name? They're yeah. Yeah. I so I don't know if that was so much as a tease as just kind of like a, you know, just trying to make like. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just making the, the fans like happy. It fan service. Yeah. Fan service. Yeah. 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 So JLS Comics asks, what about Jonah Hill? I tried to find out more about that Jonah Hill and I couldn't find out anything. Not saying it's not true. You know, if people write stories. That's up to them. I, it's not, I only really debunk it if it's really, really off. Uh, but, you know, it's kind of messed up that Jonah Hill lost all this weight and then people want him to be the role of the penguin. <laughs> you know what well, I'm I, was, saying? I was reading some stuff today about that that said, um, it was kind of a like he's he's in he's in talks for the movie, but it's about like money and also what role he's going to play. And there's been a lot of talk whether it's Penguin or Riddler. So yeah. he's not too I mean, happy about whoever they're trying to get him. And there's a lot of talk about money and who he wants to play. Yeah, I mean the dude has great acting chops. I'm I mean, good either uh, way, man. Yeah, yeah. he was. I, I mean Moneyball because I'm a big Oakland A's fan, but also in that film with the. Uh, was it the King of Wall Street or whatever the one yeah, with Wolf, uh, Wolf, 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 Wolf of Wall Street, dude? That uh, <laughs> film was just awesome, man. Hilarious. That made me want to go and find that drug. What was it called? The the oh shit. They don't make them anymore, right? And yeah, they remember yeah. it had slow release on him, and he couldn't walk through the car. That shit was hilarious, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one more nice little nugget here, man. Uh, Got to find out from Amanda Black Knight that yo, a House of Mystery TV series is being considered for HBO Max. When I researched this, I found out, I mean, because I remember the more current iterations of the House of Mystery. The House of Mystery is almost its own character, right? Uh, if you remember, I think in Constantine, they talk about the House of Mystery a lot. There's this weird little dude right there that looks like, I don't know, like a, I don't know what he is, a little troll or something. His name is Kane. He's kind of like the caretaker of the House of Mystery. I mean, this, I think this would make a great little anthology series. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, when he, uh, like you said, he, it definitely is, a, it's a physical location in DC. I think it's somewhere in like the, uh, backwaters of like Kentucky or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, something like uh, that. It, it, it does appear in the Justice League Dark movie that they came out with. Um, yeah, so that's, that's it's, my it's knowledge. Of good stuff. I mean, you know, I like House of Mystery actually. For anybody who doesn't know, Bernie Wrightson actually his first professional work was in House of Mystery. So, yeah. Uh, Jacob, hey, I'm telling you, if you guys want me to answer your question, put it in a super chat. So, but I'll answer this one. <laughs> There's a rumor that Batman was going to take place in the 1990s. I don't, that's not true. Uh, it's just going to take place in its own kind of thing. But it's so, I mean, the scripts are so early right now. They're starting to cast. Oh. So, uh, it's hard to say, but I doubt it would be take place in the 90s. They already have 
they kind of put themselves in this uh, kind of pickle, right? Where the Joker takes place supposedly in the 80s or 90s, but Bruce Wayne is what? eight, you nine know, years old yeah. in the Joker film. So it doesn't really make sense. And they would just confuse us. You know what I'm saying? It's, you're going to get, your, and I can see why they're not going to make an extended universe. Cause this way they can say all the films stand alone, right? Because if you try to put two and two together and say, like, wait a second, I just saw Bruce Wayne in the Joker movie and he was 10 years old. <laughs> you're going to tell me, you know, he's the same, you know, so try not to think about it too much. And it goes that way. Um, my, um, my, like, <clears throat> like nemesis was saying, my knowledge of like the house of mystery to go back to that is yeah. From the, New 52 Justice League. It was like a headquarters for them. But it would kind of be cool to do like an anthology. Think of like a la Tales of the Crypt, you know? Yeah. Have like the caretaker, if you will, kind of like tell all these different stories. You could have little characters, you know, like it'd be an awesome way to introduce Zatanna and even a little Swamp Thing, some Bobo. Um, We hope Swamp Thing. All Justice League Dark characters would be great, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, there was remember that movie they were talking about a Justice League dark movie with Guillermo del Toro, who's a fantastic fucking horror director, which mm-hmm. never got to happen. So uh, we debated talking this story right before the show started because we were like, <laughs> wait, a second, who is really interested in this? But our man Mikey Sutton had dropped this scoop um, on his Facebook. So I thought it was interesting because, you know, I, I try not to think from my own perspective. I think like everybody is interested in this kind of news. Um, so I'll drop it, man. So we'll just talk about, we'll see what people think about it. So, um, our man, Mikey Sutton is saying there's possibility of a power Rangers and transformers movie, um, which is pretty interesting to me because Hasbro bought the rights to the power Rangers, uh, theatrical rights back in 2017 or something. So power Rangers aimed for MCU heights in 2017, despite having a likable promising cast of film quickly flamed out of the box off of such disappointing performance. There was no way the movie would proceed with a sequel. So a reboot was in order. Hasbro still has dreams of weaving together its properties into a single cohesive cinematic universe that would love for the power Rangers to be part of it. According to insiders, Mikey Sutton spoke to, there are talks of the power Rangers coexisting in the same universe as the transformers. No, this wouldn't be Michael Bay's transformers, but this would be <laughs> post bumblebee transformers. So a uh, power Rangers, Transformers film could certainly ignite the franchise if done correctly. Then add ROM, add Micronauts to the mix, and you have the ultimate geek fest. And it all depends on Hasbro and Paramount Pictures. I meant, you know, after reading the entire thing, uh, hey, shout out to King of the Golden State for the $2 super chat. He says, I can picture Jonah Hill as Scarface and Batman. Really, yeah. Jonah Hill can do anything, man. I mean, he's huh. a great actor. He's proved it. He's got, you know, he's got it nominated for an Academy Award for his role in Moneyball, I believe. Um, but you know, I was like, Power Rangers, not really my thing. I'm a little too old for that. Transformers is more my stilo. And then when I read that they could eventually make, you know, a combined cinematic universe with ROM, Micronauts, all these former Marvel properties that are now, un- they have the cinematic rights to. What do you guys think? Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll take first crack at it. I mean, I think with me and Manimal, we're, we're the younger guys. We're, you know, we're in our 30s. So we grew up. Yeah, with whatever. The, we, <laughs> we grew up with the Power Rangers. Like, I remember these toys. I remember, like, the video games, the, car, the, car, the live action show, the original movie, which was, you know, good for its time. But I thought the reboot movie was good. Um, Transformers, of course. Nemesis Prime, I'm a huge Transformers guy. Michael Bay, his stuff is eh. The Bumblebee thing definitely started a nice little reboot. I can't see this working in the universe together, but I mean, anything's possible nowadays, right? Yeah, I think I'm with Nemesis here, but I think my thing is, you know, with Marvel, everyone is now jumping on this cinematic universe bandwagon. We saw DC try to do it. They didn't pull it off. If DC can't pull it off, I'm a little skeptical on other properties being able to pull it off. And honestly, why do you need to combine things like Power Rangers and Transformers that have such large universes that don't connect normally anyway by mm-hmm. themselves? I- I'm good with it. I don't need to see them together. Um, like we kind of talked, maybe a Transformers G.I. Joe. But once again, I think you're doing both franchises a bit of a disservice by putting them together because you're not giving them the stories they deserve by themselves. Yeah, I mean, I, it's almost like tran- Power Rangers are kind of, you know, childish compared to transformers right i mean it's funny to yeah. say that about transformers because it started as a cartoon right? i mean i mean live, power range has always been live action you know but it's kind of i mean it has a big following in japan uh and there's like a whole generation of kids that like you know dig it but you know what are you gonna do so let's get to our next subject oh shit back at the hall of justice i'm gonna break some of that ghost rider news right now mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen could i please have your attention 
I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Cannonball! <laughs> I love that. I wish I could use it all the time. Uh, so um, it's coming from our man, the Black Knight. Um, and I got kind of Mikey Sutton to help corroborate on this. So uh, we're trying to figure out what's going on. So Ghost Rider may be dead, but he's still alive. Hulu's plans for Experience of Vengeance show hasn't changed. And Ghost Rider will still be in it. Holstrom has been invested in, and there's no turning back. The budget would have been gone for Ghost Rider will be tossed into the pot for the costly spirits. The reason for Hulu rejecting the show was apparently financial. The storylines presented too expensive, causing the creative impasse. If you read the article from Deadline, they said the reason why the Diego, uh, the Robbie Reyes uh, Ghost Rider series was pulled was because of a creative impasse, quote unquote, um, which basically means they couldn't agree to Hulu couldn't agree to what uh, Marvel TV wanted for it. Uh, so essentially, if you remember, let's let's rewind back to Agents of Shield. Agents of Shield had a couple seasons where they had Robbie Reyes Ghost Rider on that. He was one of the probably most popular characters of Agents of Shield, and the reason he didn't come back was purely financial because the, the special effects cost too much for them to use Ghost Rider how they wanted to too. So now, you know, um, I don't know anything about, you know, uh, Ghost Rider being that Kevin Feige wants Ghost Rider, the MCU. All I know is what I'm being told about Ghost Rider in Hulu. And they still want to use the Spirits of Vengeance. And to lead to that, I got this probably uh, two days ago is I got a Marvel Hulu long-term spec list. Characters that were reserved to be used for Hulu a lot of them are Ghost Rider based, and you're going to see that later on in the show when we get to the rest of uh, long-term spec list. But so as it is right now, I've been trying to dig through this story the entire day to try and find out more about it, what's really going on. And it, Kevin Feige didn't pull the plug on it. Kevin Feige doesn't control Hulu. Kevin Feige does the MCU. Jeff Loeb reports to Marvel TV. Marvel TV does Hulu. It was Hulu's decision to not go forward with the uh, Ghost Rider project uh, for due to creative reasons. And we're finding that it's it's mostly due they couldn't work out the uh, financials. If you remember the Netflix series that Kevin or Jeff, Jeff Lowe produced were incredibly expensive to the point where they kind of forced Netflix to cancel them so Marvel could get them back. The cost of this Ghost Rider could have been what made Hulu kind of step back and say, we really can't do this. But... As a backup character for the Spirits of Vengeance, well, we've talked on this show for at least three or four months now that Hulu is still going forward with. So Ghost Rider, the solo series is going away, but Ghost Rider, the character is still going to be here as a backup character or a co-character with the rest of Spirits of Vengeance. We're talking like uh, Satana, uh, Hellstrom, because the Hellstrom series is still going forward. So. What do you guys think about that? Are you excited for that? Because, you know, I was worried, too, if, if this Ghost Rider is such a heavily CG character, how can, you know, you do make him in every single episode, right? I mean, maybe as an ancillary character and Spirits of Vengeance works better. What do you think? I've never been happy about any of the Hulu stuff. I'm going to be honest with you. And to hear that they're going to yeah, do but there's Ghost only Rider, been runaways. Yeah, I, I just I, any of these Hulu announcements, I'm not I'm not about. Yeah. And I love Ghost Rider. He's one of my favorite characters. So. I would love to see him go back to the MCU or even the Disney Plus stuff. Um, I feel like he has such a rich environment and characters like you're going to go over through the spec list. All the different Ghost Riders, all the villains, Hellstrom, all that stuff should be saved for Ghost Rider and shouldn't be wasted on a Hulu Spirits of Vengeance, in my opinion. Yeah, but the whole idea of Hulu is to keep, is to keep it more somewhat R-rated and the supernatural horror stuff. Disney Plus is going to stick to more of the MCU type characters and uh, like the smaller characters like, you know, Devil Dinosaur, uh, Moon yeah. Girl. Mm -hmm. and, what about like characters like Moon Knight and Blade? Like how are you, what are we, are we hearing anything about a rated R for Blade? Like how are you not going to have a rated R for Blade? Blade won't be rated R if he's coming yeah. to the MCU. MCU doesn't make rated R films. That's, That's just crazy. bad business. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're gonna. I mean, you know, if you look at the original Blade films, they weren't even that violent. I mean, yeah, blood and some things like that nature, but it wasn't like overly the top gory like some of the stuff is now. You know what I mean? It's not like they use gratuitous 
Uh, and what I'm hearing is, you know, Moon Knight will eventually end up back in Hulu because of all the supernatural stuff. So mm-hmm. he'll make his debut because Kevin Feige snatched Moon Knight from Hulu because he wanted to use it. Now we can kind of speculate that he pulled them when the stuff with Spider-Man was being kind of figured out. Right. Because, you know, they found out. And so he grabbed him at the last minute for D23 and say, hey, I got Moon Knight, so I don't need Spider-Man. I don't know. I'm just saying it sounds like they have a backup plan just in case Spider-Man stuff doesn't work out. But the original plan was Moon Knight was going to be on Hulu with the rest of the supernatural heroes. I mean, Moon Knight is much more cost effective character than Ghost Rider is. Right. I mean, you think about it. What do you think, Justin? Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. Compared Ghost Rider, constant CGI that you're going to need to use him to compare it to Moon Knight. Uh, as far as a ba- he could, I could see him as a backup character because there's again with our the people that we're going to talk, the characters that we're going to talk about today that we've talked about in the past, as far as like a supernatural, he can play in that like side, almost like a sidekick role, I guess, where he could come in and out of an episode, you know, only be there for you know one episode here, four, you know, four episodes down, you know, down the line in the series, season, whatever. So I, I think you could have him as like a backup character, almost like how you know, Bruce Wayne, Batman is kind of showing up in Titans. You know, you're not going to see him as Batman. You're seeing him as Bruce Wayne. So he's just there in name. You never know. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what I was trying to find out what, you know, you know, what was going on. Cause it's funny. Diego Luna hasn't said anything. If you listen to his Twitter, Jeff Loeb hasn't said anything. Nobody said anything. It's just his deadline report from this one reporter who said they heard. Um, and then I, when, as soon as I heard that, I reached out to my sources and I was like, Hey, have you guys heard about that? Goes, Sadly, it's true. But, that doesn't mean that it's going away. So this is one of those things where the show is greenlit and then canceled. So it's a lot like uh, New Warriors uh, and some other shows that Loeb has been working on. And, and you know, eventually you got to think, man, maybe Loeb doesn't cut out for it. You know, I'm just saying it's uh, it's getting a bad rap, man. And the only thing that Jeff Loeb can really hang his hat on in a couple of seasons of Agents of Shield and Daredevil. I'm a Daredevil. I enjoyed all three seasons of Daredevil. I can't yeah. say the same about Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and I didn't even watch the last season of Jessica Jones. I was like, I'm done with that. I just like, I, I, I don't know of many people that are like, I need to go home and binge Jessica Jones season two. <laughs> what's uh, what's Loeb's involvement in uh, Cloak and Dagger? Because I like that show. A he's lot. a producer. He's a producer. Okay. Of, he's a executive producer of all Marvel TV. So all Marvel oh. TV that's not MCU goes through him. So he was part of ABC. The Netflix stuff and anything uh, like Runaways and Cloak and Dagger all are Jeff Loeb. Uh, if you ever watch like um, uh, San Diego Comic-Con things, he's typically the guy that does the panel for them. Kevin Feige does the panel for the MCU stuff and then Jeff Loeb does the panel for the TV stuff. So it's literally all the Marvel TV is, you know, and so people are saying, you know, that they didn't get along. They still get along. I mean, it's, this is one of those things where it was just a thing of Hulu didn't want to go forward with it. It wasn't a creative impasse was the exact quote unquote the words that the article used from the sources they heard from within Hulu, which sounds to me like, you know, Jeff Loeb wants to use uh, it this way. And who's like saying, yo, we got budgetary constraints that we need to worry about. It's kind of hard to do that. So what are you going to do? You know what I'm saying? So uh, let's get to our next one here, boys and girls. Where the hell are all my things? It looks like I didn't upload them, but um, I'm going to talk about this and then, um, I'll let you guys talk about it, and then I'm going to upload the graphics for the uh, long-term specs because I forgot to. Um, Next up is uh, a Mikey Sutton exclusive that we got regarding Captain Marvel, and more importantly, um, who's going to be in it. So let's do one of those cool things again. Ladies and gentlemen, could I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Cannonball! (laughs) That's right, boys and girls. Uh, According to Mikey Sun, D23 was real quiet about Captain Marvel 2, but the sequel to the $1 billion blockbuster is gradually taking shape. Apparently, the current plan is to have Varenki be the main villain in the movie, as it completely digs into the scroll invasion territory. If you don't know Varanki, I think that's the way you pronounce her name, is the queen of the scrolls, and she also leads an army of super scrolls during secret invasion. But to many comic fans, that might not be the most exciting part of that. Marvel Studios is planning on having Richard Ryder, 
the human rocket known as Nova to make his feature film debut in Captain Marvel 2. Will they stick to it? Chances are quite likely as the movie presents a massive opportunity to introduce a new cosmic MCU hero. Um, there's the graphic. Um, since Spider-Woman's theatrical rights are owned by Sony, and if you remember, Jessica Drew's Spider-Woman is a big part of the Secret Invasion comics, right? Uh -huh. uh, the Varenki will not be utilizing, uh, though Spider-Woman's theatrical rights are owned by Sony, Varenki will not be utilizing her ID, meaning Varenki won't be taking over, uh, kind of morphing into uh, Spider-Woman as, as it was in the comics. Yeah. It's quite possible that she could pose as Carol Danvers herself or another female superhero. Developments are still early. Nova will apparently be trained in space by Captain Marvel under Nick Fury's supervision. That goes to our whole spec about sword and all that coming to the big screen as well as a small screen. Uh, they would go with the direction of Ranky posing as Captain Marvel so he could do so on Earth while Carol's in space, setting up a confrontation between the two, but also Nova's mission too. So there you go. Finally, man, we've been talking about Nova for a long, long time. If you don't have Nova number one, Richard Ryder, shame on you. As we've been talking about it like crazy on the Lords of the Long Box. Guys, talk about this. Chat among yourself for a good five minutes because I need to upload the graphics for the long term sure. spec list. But go ahead. Yeah, I leave I it mean, in your capable hands. I don't know. I mean, I'm going to go over, you know, her first appearances. So, uh, <laughs> first appearance of Rakan is, you know, New Avengers number one. But as, you know, Tim said, she appears as Spider Woman. So, unfortunately, like, we're not going to see that version. Uh, it's not until New Avengers number 40 that we actually get to see a little bit more of like a backstory about her. And you actually see her. But what's great about that is that leads into 2008's Secret Invasion so storyline, which, of course, that's kind of where I guess we're going to be going with this. Right, Manimal? You know, what do you think? You, did you you read Secret Invasion, right? Oh, yeah, man. I mean, that was, you know, Secret Invasion was good. It was a little long. They kind of, mm -hmm. um, I kind of felt like maybe they... Um, bit off a little bit more than they can chew at times, but I like this idea. You know, I like the idea with um, Captain Marvel already introduced the scrolls. We kind of got tricked a little bit into thinking the scrolls were going to be the bad guys and they were the good guys. So mm -hmm. it's nice to see them coming back as villains, an aspect of that. And Nova, I mean, God, dude, I mean, he's just been a, a hole in this MCU since Guardians of the Galaxy 1 when we saw the Nova Corps. Mm -hmm. You're just like, where's Dick Ryder going to be at? So hold on, I'm back as soon as I heard Dick Ryder. Go ahead. I couldn't be more excited to see Nova. And you know what? I, I think my biggest thing about Nova being introduced was my biggest complaint was that it, visually his powers are so similar to what Captain Marvel's are. So maybe uh -huh. it's a good idea to have them kind of be together and her train them. You know, it, it kind well, of makes sense a little bit there. I mean, outside of Thor, you can kind of is not really a cosmic based uh hero. I mean, Nova really is the only one, and that's why. I'm leaning toward, um, they already told the story that Xandar was destroyed. That leads right up to Nova Prime World Mind right. version of Nova that has the entire power of the Nova Core. I mean, maybe he's a little bit too powerful, but how else we, it, this is definitely not the Richard Ryder in high school human rocket version, right? Thank God. But this yeah. is a little bit of both, though, because um, I remember what, so what, so here's what I, what I had heard when I was reaching out and researching this is that. Because of Marvel's loss of Peter Parker, Spider-Man, they want to bring, make kind of Richard Ryder that version. So you're going to think young Richard Ryder learning his powers and Captain Marvel to tutor him, similar to Spider-Man and Iron Man. Think of it that way, right? Um, but then this also, you can't just have the human rocket flying out of space. He has to have some type of cosmic based powers. How they're going to, how he's going to end up doing it, maybe a Green Lantern version. Maybe the helmet lands on Earth and picks him, similar to Sam Alexander. Mm -hmm. It's if you remember the Sam Alexander version, he found the helmet and he kind of became claims Nova. Yeah, Sam Alexander helmet. Yeah, the Sam Alexander yeah. version already exists in the animated. Uh, what is that? Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man. So, so Kevin Feige loves legacy characters, so he wants to go with um, the Richard Ryder version. Um, and you know, I, I think it's cool. What, what say you? Yeah, I, honestly, like I said, I, I've been waiting for this announcement for a long time. Ever since Guardians of the Galaxy, even before we saw the Nova Corps, when we saw them tapping into the cosmic MCU, to me it was always, when are we going to get Nova? Best cosmic mm -hmm. character after Annihilation changed who Nova was, like just made him 
in my opinion, the best cosmic character, even more so than Captain Marvel. Yeah, the Abnet run yeah. on on uh, Annihilation, on Nova. That Nova, uh, there's a Nova five issue miniseries where he he we basically becomes that super power version, that graphic I have right there. Yeah, um, I guess I don't know if you can call him Nova Prime or not, or if it's the yeah, world it was, mind version yeah, of. It was four it was. issues tie into Annihilation. Yeah, they had all, all those. All, uh, it was like him, Silver Surfer had four issues. But that yeah, that whole lead up is definitely where we need to. You know, I, I, we've talked about this book for so long. I mean, right. if you guys don't have one out there, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I ended up picking up another one this week. So I am absolutely hoarding this book. I had two but. more actually. <laughs> I picked up. Uh, I picked up two. Uh, are, you finding these? are you finding these in LCSs? Yeah, uh, the LCS yeah. Uh, Nuclear Comics had like he, they bought a collection. They had like uh, ten of them. Yeah. And shame on you for the people who are telling me there was ten of them because you didn't buy any. <laughs> so, oh my god! But look, he would only he, he could say only two per person. Tim, I was like, that's fine. I have four copies, so now I have six copies. I have four graded copies, and I have two raw copies. So I've been waiting at, with uh, anticipation for a long time. I, you know, I, you know, I, you know, I think this is kind of the perfect um, pairing. I mean, if you think about it, because here's how popular it is. Um, do you remember when the Russo brothers just joked about it? Yep. And the prices went up <laughs> just because yep. they're joking about <laughs> it. I mean, it, it, that's, that's where I see this is going to happen. So, um, but now do you see like, you're like, you're saying that they want to bring like a younger kind of character in here to, to be a trainee to Captain Marvel, because I guess that's really where we're going to go with phase four and phase five is more cosmic. So with the loss of Spider-Man, Perfect. It's a perfect. In, yeah, yeah, to bring in like younger, a younger, uh, younger group of you know followers to the movie and comics is bringing in a younger character so that we can have, you know, this ca this character be a long term, right? Well, I think it makes sense because uh, they're you know hedging their bets. They're like, hey, if we're gonna lose Peter Parker, we need a young version that could be mentored. I, I heard rumors uh, that they were gonna be poaching John Watts to direct the Nova film. I also heard that. Uh, I remember one of the stories you broke maybe a couple of weeks ago was that Harry Styles, they were eyeing Harry Styles to play um, Richard Ryder, hmm. which I don't know much about him, but I know he was a good actor in Dunkirk, which is a fantastic film if you've ever seen uh, Dunkirk. He was in that. I think he's like a like some belong to some boy group or some crap. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's that boy band, man? Is that man, well, you know, don't be trying to lie. Don't be trying to lie. I don't know. Come on, no, man. Who is it? Oh, man. It's actually, I don't, it's going to bug me because One Direction. British boy band. Was it One Direction? Yes. That's it. Oh, uh, yeah. There it is. I, just... I give myself a Marvel no prize for that one. All right. Um, guys, chat amongst yourself for one second. Just, uh, just keep on talking about it. Answer some questions in the live chat, and I'm yeah, going to upload these graphics. Nova, I don't know. Like, I, I get the idea behind making it. Um, a younger character. I'm not too thrilled about that. I, I don't, I don't really like this whole mentor mentee type situation. I would like to see Nova being the grown man who's got the power. Um, it would be nice if he was, is explained as like, you know, he was still part of the Nova Corps already when it got destroyed and he was just missing. I don't know. Well, did you read, I'm sure you, you, you read a lot of news as well. Did you see that thing that they said that, uh, they don't have confidence in Brie Larson anymore. That's yeah, kind of Marvel. Yeah, yeah I don't, that, that you know what? Like that's one thing we can debunk. That came yeah. off of a YouTuber that it was almost a parody video, and then sites just ran with it. So yeah, it's some guy named Doctor DVD Box or something, and he dresses up in a costume. He doesn't even show his face, and he was saying how this. And but if you look at the rest of his stuff, it's all kind of trolling stuff. So the film made a billion dollars. How do you not have? regardless of what you think of the character it made a billion dollars yeah. so I, i'm gonna say this about the marvel movies and i was not a big fan of captain marvel it doesn't necessarily have to do anything with brie larson as a person or anything like that but honestly at this point any marvel movie i honestly think is going to make a billion dollars they are all connected everyone has to see this because they know they got to see the next one so i'm not entirely sure you can fairly say that these movies stand by themselves just by monetarily like as a as a factor of like saying oh it made a billion it's a great movie you know i i actually yeah. thought it was horrible and dude transformers moves make a lot of money yeah. to it doesn't mean anything it's always it's name brie yeah. larson i thought honestly i thought the script did her a disservice they didn't give her any lines they didn't give her any character development hell nick fury had more lines than she did yeah so, but i think that was the whole 
premise of it is she didn't know who she was, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. that's the whole idea that she was kind of lost and didn't know who she was, and she finally found herself at the end. And think, and then uh, pretty much in uh, Avengers Endgame, there was just so many characters in there. But you know, I mean. Carol Danvers isn't a wise cracking. She's ex-military. That's just how, how she is. I don't know what people kind of expect to be this wise cracking female. It's the same thing with Black Widow. She's uh, the women of the MCU are oh. kind of serious. Oh. I mean, even Wasp is kind of serious, right? The yeah. goofy guy, the goofy characters are the dudes, if you think about it. I mean, <laughs> Ant-Man and all these other guys. So but uh, Larson kind of made uh, she, I don't know. They kind of made her snarky. I would have liked to see her more hardcore military. That would have been cooler. Yeah, I think she is kind of hardcore military. You know what I mean? Um, but I mean, for the most part, I mean, Captain Marvel in the movie, she, you know, she thinks she's, you know, she doesn't really know she's human. So she kind of acts very, you know, standoffish because, yeah, she's been part of the, the Star Force. So Star Force. I, I still yeah. Crack that. I still crack up when I hear that. <laughs> I know. It's so bad. But yeah. I mean, that's what it is. I, how do you want her to be like wisecracking, you know, Tony Stark? Do you want her to be, you know, intelligent bruce banner like what do you want i mean i, I thought the movie is great i love it i can watch it over and over as far as yeah you know i enjoyed it and I, I to be honest with you i didn't like um you know if it's on i'll watch it again i only saw it once in the theater and a lot of times i'll see movies twice so i can do reviews on it but like for that you know one time was enough for me and I, it was yeah. enjoyable i enjoyed the end of it more so than the the uh beginning of it like you know i have no problem with somebody fully powered on you know what i'm saying uh, you know I'm, I'm a big fan of thor so Big man, a sewer surfer, so the more power to them. So I liked uh, it for the scrolls. That was my that was really the only reason I liked it. Ryan calling you? No, that's my regular ringtone. Matter of fact, I gotta change it, man. It's almost Halloween. I I change it to uh my uh, Spider-Man or uh, my Halloween ringtone. So let's get right to it, boys and girls. While I'm uploading this at the same time, let's talk about the long-term spec list. Uh, what, what am I on right now? Um, so you're going to notice this long-term spec list has a lot of, um, supernatural, uh, supernatural stuff. Matter of fact, it's because sure. it's all, it's a Hulu long-term spec list. So everything, that's why when I got this list three days ago, I was like, wow, look at they're really going hard on the supernatural and stuff. And then when I heard the ghostwriter stuff today, I was like, man, that's kind of a bummer because a lot of this you're going to notice is, um, uh, directly, direct, uh, directly related to Ghost Rider. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, but, you know, let's just go through it, man. So this is the Hulu long-term spec list, which we do, which means that um, these characters have been put a reserve on by Marvel TV to be used for the Hulu series. So they are moving forward with their stuff. So, and this one has some obscure people on there, but if you've been following what we've been telling you, it kind of makes sense, man. First up on the list, is your girl Jennifer the Vegetable Kale? Uh, <laughs> Jennifer Kale first appearance is in Adventure into Fear, number eleven. She's a very powerful sorceress, I believe. Uh, dope cover by Neil Adams, written by Steve Gerber, who kind of wrote a lot of Adventure into Fear. Because I remember Steve Gerber is also is the uh, creator of Howard the Duck. But what do you got on this, there, uh, Justin? Yeah, so like you said, you know, we, we see what the first issue is. So basically in this issue, her and her younger brother who are right there on the cover, they're both amateur witches. They actually steal their grandfather's uh, some book that they have, and they actually opens up a portal to uh, a character that's called the Nether Spawn, and he actually is hunting them throughout the entire issue, but Man-Thing comes in and saves them. But what's interesting is she does have a long-term uh, with Ghost Rider lore, so you will see her later on and in, even including on the spec list. So, yeah. Uh, next up on the list is another character. Look at that. Werewolf by Night, number 13. Topaz has been put on the long term spec list. They want to use it. Art by the great, great Mike Plug, who does mm -hmm. tons of horror based art in the comic book world. Written by our man, Marv Wolfman. How awesome is that? You got a dude named Marv Wolfman writing a Werewolf by Night book. I'm just saying, man, you can't <laughs> make this shit up. Yeah. What do you know about Topaz? She's another magic user. You know, she fights uh, werewolf by night in this uh, in this issue with uh, her associate Taboo, who is also in the first appearance. Uh, and then even years later, she does have run-ins with uh, Marvel's own Sorcerer Supreme, Doctor Strange, and Wong. So yeah, jump in anytime you want, Manimal, because I know I made you do some uh, uh, some homework on here. Well, I know I know Topaz is pretty um 
it's kind of like the love interest for uh, Werewolf by Night after a while, like after she gets going. And she's pretty connected to him, too. I mean, all these characters kind of move in and out of each other with all this supernatural mm -hmm. stuff. Well, here's the interesting thing is I believe Topaz and Alec, um, and Kale were a part of a team called Witches. And Witch there was a there was a witches there was a witches, yeah, there was a witches series that came out at the same time, kind of charmed that show was really popular. Yeah. You remember that? By Mike mm -hmm. Diodato, man, one of my favorite artists. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Your auto is kind of cutting out uh uh what's your name? Ginger Boy Manimal. <laughs> Yeah, I think, you know, on, you know, you, on this show, we try to talk directly into the microphone when you turn your head on those blue daddies. But, you know, <laughs> don't worry, we'll get you trained up for the Lords of Longbox show. We got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So next up, man. Boom. This one is interesting, actually. This yeah. is Legion of Night was put on the uh, long term spec list. First appearance of Legion of Night is this graphic novel. Legion of Night number one came out in 1991. Once again, story by Steve Gerber, art by the fantastic Wills Protasio. The team members are all over the place. But if you notice, one of them is already on there, Jennifer Kale. You got a dude named Omen. That dude, Chan Liu Chow, whatever, has been around since Strange Tales, like, 89. So you got characters that from the Silver Age, Bronze Age, and Copper Age all in this book. What else are you, can you tell us about the Legion tonight? Are they heroes? Are they villains? What are they, Justin? I mean, this book just screams 90s horror. I mean, it was it was a two-book trade format. Uh, the, as you can see, that that is the good team, but there was a bad team that basically what the story is about is it, it's a cult called the Beyond Reason Spiritual Fellowships. Say that five times fast. Mm -hmm. And that whole team is actually all first appearances as well. So in this two-book uh, storyline, they're trying to resurrect uh, Fing Fang Foom, which they do. Hey, they now, not another Fing Fang Foom one. Ah, yeah. I mean, they end up getting defeated, This the team, but of course, Fing Fang Foom does live. So, uh, But it's an interesting book. And, and uh, like I said, it, it's nice to see these these Marvel books, these old school, those... Dare I say all these are great candidates for Halloween comic covers, which is yeah. only about six days away, guys. Shout out to all my Instagrammers out there. Get ready for that tag. I, all year long, I collect uh, horror supernatural <laughs> covers just for this month so I can tag Halloween comic covers. Love this time of year, man. I was just... I was just at Disneyland over the weekend. Um, yeah, well, just yeah. for like, two, we did a little micro staycation at the old, you know, the old school Disneyland hotel. And you know what? This is like my favorite time of year at Disneyland because they decorate everything uh, for Halloween. So it's kind of cool, man. They got this kind of weird, like the Haunted Mansion is like, uh, what's his name? Uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas. So mm -hmm. they got all that stuff oh, going. Yeah. So it's pretty cool, man. Like Christmas, Christmas and Halloween time at Disneyland is pretty cool because we're like 15 minutes away. So you know, we go out there, people. Awesome. So, um, <laughs> let's go to the next one. And I'm just saying, the Black Knight hooked me up with a uh, free pass to the Disneyland Hotel because he knows I'm just kidding. Ooh. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. Maybe my girlfriend's a Black Knight. I don't know. <laughs> just saying. All right. Next up on the long-term spec list is Full Killer. I don't <laughs> hardly know. Anything about this character? He's kind of an odd character to have on this list, but the first appearance of Full Killer is Man Thing number three, uh, 1974. Once again, Steve Gerber all over this list, man. He loves doing. What do you guys know about the Full Killer, man? Well, we I mean, you know, go ahead, uh, go ahead, Manimal. Oh no, I was. Gonna, I don't know a ton. I I know that we had a version of Full, Full Killer in uh, Jessica Jones three, though season three. That's um, right. Mm -hmm. There's been a couple versions of fool killer and i'm assuming this is a different one but i did enjoy the one in J jj season three so what was uh his name because what's the name do you remember or what his it's name? this it's this bronze age version that they're using that he had yeah. loose ties to the supernatural world he has like a weird gun that can do things so he fought man thing which if you remember we also said that man thing was going to be appearing in the hulu series so i meant yeah. the hulu stuff don't worry, guys. Have faith. They're still doing the Hulu stuff. There's not going anywhere. Just Ghost Rider isn't going to have his own solo series. He's going to be popping up in other things, and you'll find out why real soon. The next one, I mean, do we really need I mean, it's in the graphic there. Marvel Spotlight number five. No, we're not talking about Ghost Rider, but somebody else is first appearance in this book. So this is not really a spec book for per se, because everybody knows what this book is. If you don't know what this book is, log off YouTube right now and just <laughs> go home. Leave, don't even be in this live chat because people are going to make fun of you. This is also the first appearance of Zarathos. I think I said that name, which is basically the main spirit of vengeance that is tied to the Ghost Rider. And his first appearance is a Marvel Spotlight. What you guys got on this? Well, he's a, he's in a similar character, just like Ghost Rider. I mean, he, he fights the ancient spirits of vengeance. Uh, 
for the first time. He fights Ghost Rider in this first issue. Uh, I mean, he does have tie-ins, I know, with Mephisto. He tries to gain control of you know the realm that he lives in. I mean, yeah, basically, Mephisto kicks his ass, and he becomes a ruler of of hell, and kind of fucks with the Zarathos some. I think Milton. I think we were talking about this offline. What do you got yeah. on that? Um, we switch the screen back. I'll show you what I got on it. To you? Oh, you just wanted to show it at all. It's one of my favorite books, man. There you go. So you get that for the first Prince of Zarathos. We don't care about the. Yeah. See, not, oh, yeah. see, he's got the old label on it. So I does it even say first Prince of Zarathos on there? No, it doesn't, unfortunately. But um, yeah, yeah you know, it, it's um, it was kind of we I were talking. I would say about, that's a prime candidate to get cracked and pressed, man. You got a oh. 9.0 old label. What are you afraid oh. of, man? What do you mean? What am I afraid of? I'm afraid of a lot of things. Come on, can you see any pressable defects through the case? I don't know. I'll have to take a look at it later. All right, because I'm um, cracked that baby. But no, you know, we were talking about it off screen of how, yeah, the Zarathos was kind of like retconned a little bit. Initially, he was just Satan in these earlier issues, which actually I was reading in um, a trade recently. And then they kind of retconned it and came back and said he was Zarathos posing as Satan to trick Johnny Blaze. So, yeah. No. And then Mephisto yeah. kind of messed with Zarathos. He, he makes them get uh, humans kind of get this uh, kind of taken over by spirit. We can go on and on about the history of Ghost Rider, how many times it's been redone, how many different characters uh -huh. there are. But, I mean, it's changed a lot. Super convoluted, lot. yeah. Yeah, it's it's changed a lot. And speaking of which, I have this book, and I'm excited about this book. Ooh, so, everything. first, this is Ghost Rider Volume 3, number one. This is a double-spec book because it's also the first appearance of Danny Ketch, and you should already have this book because we've been talking about Danny Ketch for a while. Be careful. There's multiple prints of this. Uh, this, I believe, is the first print, but there's also a second and maybe a third print. The reason why this is on this list is because it's the first appearance of Death Watch. What can he tell us about Death Watch? He's a he's a demonic character. I mean, he first appears in this uh, issue one. He uh, appears actually as a, a crime boss, which Ghost Rider actually sees through this and fights and actually beats Death Watch pretty much to death, <laughs> who <laughs> actually will reappear in our next spec book. Yeah, our next spec book is pretty interesting because it's uh, the first appearance of Hag. And troll, which I didn't know who the hell they were, but they're kind of gnarly, man. They're villains. Mm -hmm. Uh, that at first appearance is Ghost Rider number 23, hit written by the great Howard Mackey, art by the dope Mark mm -hmm. Texera. Look at the detail on that cover. I'm pretty sure he did the cover too. First appearance in 1990. Hag and Troll are kind of have a couple of villains, and they eat the souls and essences of people. That's how dark this is. What can you tell us about Ghost Rider number 23 and Hag and Troll? They're, you know, like you said, they're they're a team. They try to uh, they they try to help Death Watch. They're almost like uh, associates of him. Uh, it says they Death end Watch up, right in the cover. Death Watch yeah. will die for this. And I mean, they end up uh, basically he ends up dying in this issue. But they actually later use they later try to resurrect him in that storyline, the Spirits of Venom, back in the nineties. So you know they they are constant going back and forth. And we talk about we're talking about this all this Ghost Rider lore. So these are all characters that could be. You know, in one I mean, episode, you can do a whole video him. on it, or I just have my man uh, JLS Comics do a video on the history of Ghost Rider because it is long and convoluted. Yeah. Shout out yeah. to Big Easy in the home of the NY Warriors. NY Warriors have an auction every Tuesday night at 10 p.m. Eastern. We recently sold Marvel Spotlight second and third appearance of Ghost Rider and Ghost Rider number one below GPA. Yo, there. It's the only auction I fuck with, man. The New, New York Warriors auction is on a Tuesday night, and they get about 150 people in there. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of killer deal. Check out my man, Home and the NY Warriors. Sub him up right there. Every Tuesday night, uh, they got an auction. They got a bunch of cats on there. Uh, just don't buy from Jeff Johnson. His stuff is whack. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Shout out to Jeff Johnson as well. Uh, one last book on the spec list. And this one's kind of, I'm kind of excited about this one because this is another version of Ghost Rider. Yeah, you didn't know that. There's probably like four different Ghost Riders. Uh, actually, there's five different Ghost Riders. Like five, I, yeah. If you, yeah, if you count the BC one. So the on the long-term spec list is Alejandro Jones, the Latino Ghost Rider, Ghost Rider Volume 7. We're talking Volume 7 here, folks. Number one, that's the regular cover. There's also a virgin variant that doesn't have the text, and that other one is is a wraparound dope dope variant if you could find that variant that's the one to go for but anyways this was another version of ghost rider that came out eh, right there ghost during the fear itself series what do you got on these guys well she's the first female ghost rider so that that's a different uh and basically with her she was actually trained with a bunch of other people in a in nicaragua 
to become the Ghost Rider. And what happened was, um, I forgot who the, the guy's name is, but basically Johnny Blaze gives up the curse to her to become Ghost Rider. So yeah, because it, it kind of the curse of Ghost Rider or the spirits of vengeance, you say, kind of gets passed around. You get, you know, yeah. you got Johnny Blaze, Danny Ketch, uh, then Alejandro Jones, and then Robbie Reyes. If you want to go, well, actually, if you want to go in order, it would be the actual Zarathos himself. Is it the the BC version? Is it actually Zarathos or is it? No. So if you remember, the spirits of vengeance were actually a team of heroes. If I if I remember correctly, and then they kind of got corrupted by Zarathos. So the Spirits of Vengeance. If you go Google Spirits of Vengeance, it's like this whole long thing. And then there's the whole Spirits of Vengeance team that comes later in this comic here that I'm showing on the screen, which has Hellstrom, Ghost Rider, Satana, Glyph. There's a bunch of other characters. I mean, so I mean, you know, I mean, that's why you know when I heard I got the long-term spec list about three days ago, and I started researching, and it's like, wow, this is really going heavy. On the supernatural stuff and it's kind of like what we've been hearing for a long time now that they're going supernatural on hulu and ghost rider is a big part of that now you know let's bring everybody up to speed now they've ghost been, rider uh, they've been showing up a lot in, in you know recent comics too like um i was telling you off screen as well but alejandra jones has shown up recently in the um one of the one shots for the absolute carnage it was yeah. symbiote of vengeance and she comes back because she's also been embodied by a symbiote at one point in time so Carnage is going after her, hunting her down, and um, I don't want to spoil spoil that little one shot, but it was cool. And you had a little, basically, Danny Ketch is in there, right? Johnny Blaze is running hell, and so he sends Danny Ketch to help out, help her out, and fight with her. So, well, even before cool. that, there was I want to say two years ago, there was a series of all the Ghost Riders were together, um, and they were fighting over Jason, some Jason Aaron run. Yeah, they were getting some artifacts or some, and Doctor Strange was in there at one point. There was all kinds. I mean, there, the Marvel universe has a rich history of supernatural, occult type things, and Hulu is a fertile, uh, you know, breeding ground for it. They can do the more rated R stuff on Hulu, not quite, you know, Netflix level stuff, but you know, just because you know Ghost Rider, we got confirmation from our man, the Black Knight, that just because Ghost Rider, the solo series, is not going to be moved forward with Hulu. The Ghost Rider version, Robbie Reyes, is still going to be in Hulu as part of the Spears of Vengeance. So they're still moving because they have already invested time into Hellstrom. So I don't know how far they got with the uh, Ghost Rider stuff, but apparently they couldn't work it out. I mean, like we said, Hellstrom, a lot easier character to put on TV than a uh, dude with a flaming freaking skull and a flaming car going up. You know what I'm saying? I, mean, I will give this about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I thought the CG, they did very well on ghost rider uh there was a scene that they did in slow motion where robbie reyes was whipping his chain around i don't know if you guys watched asian oh Shield, yeah but, it was know, cool man i really enjoyed i mean it. there were some good scenes and i could see it. i was like man that was that probably cost a lot of money because the rest of the show looks like crap right i mean it looks low budget so they blew their budget for that so and if you look at the hulu stuff now like runaways not that really big of a budget you know they're not really not necessarily i mean they got a dinosaur and some other shit coke and dagger is done well and it doesn't seem to have a really large budget either i mean you know uh, coke and daggers is, is on the download pretty good if, if you watch it man uh, i i enjoy I it. it yeah little the little daggers it probably doesn't cost a lot of money to do little daggers i always go back to the flash tv show it does not cost a lot of money to make a bunch of laser lights go around and around circles you know <laughs> what i mean but Only if you want to make bring, a giant uh, shark, that shit doesn't work out too well, man. You know, if you want to make Trigon on Titans, that doesn't work out well either. So uh, I don't know if you guys see. I'm I'm enjoying the season of Titans too, by yeah, the way. I uh, saw it. But did you guys see Trigon? Yes. <laughs> the Yo, Trigon was Trigon was whack, son. I thought my because uh, I was watching on my my Amazon Fire Stick. I thought I had like a bad Wi-Fi connection because Trigon looked to be kind of lurker. Yeah. So I'm waiting to. Reactivate my account with DC Universe so I can watch that stuff, but that does not bode well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thank God they got rid of them, though. Uh, spoilers, uh, in case you haven't seen it. I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody's seen it. They're teasing uh, Deathstroke, uh, Deathstroke's daughter in costume and Nightwing. So that's already been leaked out on the internet, yeah. by the way. Hopefully, I didn't spoil that for anybody. No, no. They kind of made it sound that like this. The first episode of season two was wrapping up the whole Trigon stuff, and then you're moving on from that. So. Thank yeah. God. I'm I'm glad that that was over and the whole weird thing. Batman was there, but he wasn't there. But then we, you know, I think their pocket is more grounded, like Deathstroke and stuff like, you know what I mean? The more grounded, kicking ass, breaking yeah, bones. Get into shit. the team. That's what I like. 
Yeah. You know, maybe we'll see like, what's the name? Tara and uh, what was the Judas contract? Yeah. yeah. Well, it looks Judas like contract is my favorite right. Teen Titan story, hands down. Judas <laughs> contract and the, uh, the series where Dr. Light was, what was that team that he led in the comics? Do you guys remember? Come on, Justin, you're a DC guy. Team that Dr. Light has. Um, they had like a team of villains that he led against the Teen Titans. This was part of the Perez uh, run. Uh, God, too bad uh, we didn't have Dark Side Jedi here. Shout out to Dark yeah, Side he's, Jedi. Yeah, he's definitely right. He's read that whole Teen Titans omnibus. Yeah, but Dr. Light is pretty. I mean, in the comics, he looks totally different than he does in the series. Oh, Dr. Yeah. Light is kind of like flowing, white cape, funny helmet, and everything. Uh, in this series, he's just some he's basically electro, is, is what he is. Yeah. It seems like. But. Um, does I mean, uh, we'll try to answer some questions. We got about five minutes left. So, is it true that Marvel is recasting all the Inhumans? Does that exclude Daisy and Yo Yo? I heard they wanted to reboot the Inhumans for the big screen. Uh, Daisy, I think you asked this person question before, Nick King. Nick. What I'm hearing is Daisy is going to be um, appearing in the Sword Show, which is coming to um, either Disney Plus or Hulu, maybe ABC. But I'm hearing that they're going to do, instead of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., when that's over, they want to do Agents of S.W.O.R.D., which is kind of leads into the whole cosmic thing theme that they're doing. The Fearsome Five. Thank you, Dave Enrique. Uh, thank you for answering that. So That's going to be on Hulu? S.W.O.R.D.? That they're talking about. They're trying to figure out where they want to put it now. Uh, so basically, uh, after Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is done, they got a big gap for, for you know uh, programming on ABC. Uh, hopefully, it's Dakota North. Um, <laughs> Black Knight just reached out to me. He goes, first and five. What's wrong with you? Or first and five or first and four? Yeah, it was first and five. Uh, let's see what other questions we got. Uh, uh, what do you guys got going on? If you guys haven't checked out Three Men in the Basement, man, make sure you go sub them out. That a really cool. Uh, tell us about the uh, the thingy, man, the the comic swap. So they uh, unfortunately, I was sick, couldn't make it, but uh, they had a comic swap up at a Brickhouse Pub in Newington, Connecticut. If you didn't see this past Saturday, it was from one to five. Uh, Otto said he had like 30 to 40 people. That's throughout, awesome, man. Throughout, you know, for four hours just throughout the day, a uh, bunch of vendors. So, uh, all the guys that came, did they all bring comic books to trade and deal with other people? Yeah, yeah. He said uh, awesome. people sold some stuff. You know, uh, the live show, Roger and Otto did it there. Um, they were talking about selling stuff. They had some people on, they had some of the vendors that were there just kind of shooting shit. Yeah. So, I heard it was a really good time. They're looking probably February, March to do the next one. Um, yeah, that's cool. So we're, you know, that's awesome. Eddie good. Gomez asked any news about Sentry and Kazar. Yeah, actually, we broke uh, Sentry was on a long term spec list for okay. the I was it the MCU, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, uh, Kevin Feige has put a hold on the Sentry to appear uh, on the big screen. Uh, Kazar has also been talked about that uh, probably down the road, phase five, maybe phase six, that uh, Kevin Feige wants to introduce the Savage Land into the MCU. Uh, got characters like Kazar, Shane of the She-Devil, Sauron, that crazy kind of dinosaur guy that appeared first in the X-Men comics. So look out for that, man. Nothing about, you know, I'm trying to remember Nick Arcia asked us about Night Stalkers. I, I want to think we talked about Night Stalkers already. Uh, we've talked about all that supernatural stuff. Yeah, all the you know what the funny thing is about all the spirits of vengeance, the midnight suns, night stalkers are all kind of interchangeable, right? They always kind of form a temporary team to go fight some yeah. some mystic badness after a while. <laughs> um so do, do, fearsome foursome is the old LA Rams. Thank you, JLS Comics. I hope Agents of Sword goes to Disney Plus. Seems like more chance of connecting uh, to movies. Um, but you know what? You have to remember that with Agents of Shield leaving ABC, it leaves a programming block that Marvel wants to take advantage of. And um, if you remember, there was an ABC executive that says they have announcements of a Marvel property that's coming to the big screen that had a female connection to it. Um, I immediately jumped to Dakota North because we heard about they were developing a Dakota North show, uh, but it could be, uh, what I'm hearing, it's not going to be um, Daisy Johnson-led show. She's going to be part of a team, and most probably it's going to be S.W.O.R.D., uh, which they've kind of alluded to with the Nick Fury scene. Is, is, we're leading to it. It makes sense. There's, you don't need an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to protect the Earth. You need an Agents of S.W.O.R.D. to protect the you know the entire globe, You know, mm -hmm. as I say. Um, there you go. And it, it's all it's now it's now more connected now than ever, because now Marvel has Disney Plus. They have Hulu. They got ABC. We are hearing that also the Defenders are going to be on FX. So there you go, man. And eventually it all ties into one big giant bow at the end of phase six with Secret Wars. Yes, we broke Secret Wars four months ago. So if you hear anybody say Secret Wars, hopefully it comes true. That'd be crazy. 
Uh, what mutants are they considering starting with? Hope they focus on zero, uh, the 05 or Generation X. What I do know is they're going to be leaning heavily into the current Jonathan Hickman run, as well as Claremont and Byrne runs. So take that for what it is. I probably am a man. Manimo is probably the most knowledgeable on the current stuff reading. Where would you see that going if they're using the current run of Hickman? I mean, there's kind of all over the place, to be honest with you. I do not think there's any way they could do the current Hickman run. It's too crazy. I mean, because he's kind of Krakoa and like this, this magic flower that has from the mutants grew and like reincarnation and nah, 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 there's no way. And almost like, that's why I always lean toward if they're going to do X-Men, just reboot it. Boom. The original fucking five of professor X start them off as teenagers. But what I've been finding is when I dig deeper into this with the black Knight, that the most important film of the introduction of the X-Men will be Dr. Strange into the multiverse of madness and WandaVision. Remember that uh -huh. WandaVision is going to lead into Doctor Strange into the Multiverse of Madness, and it's going to be she's going to open up multiple parallel universes that she finds out she's actually a mutant. Quicksilver is going to be found, and that's supposedly how they're going to make the tie that she's finally the daughter of Magneto, which was one time true in the comics, and then it got retconned. So the X Men are should be just called the retcon men because they're constantly changing the stories of what they're doing, and you know you kind of have to because there's so many decades of storytelling from different storytellers that you kind of have to tie it all together and that's what reboots are for right i mean what do you guys think i mean that's the whole reason with crisis of infinite earths because it got too convoluted and then it got rebirth and it did it again they have to do with marvel now and all these stuff because decades and decades of storytelling from different storytellers it kind of goes into different directions so you eventually have to tie them all together that's at least my take on it. What do I know? I'm just a guy talking to a mic, talking to two other guys, talking to two mics. So anyway, <laughs> anyway we're at 701. We don't want to tie in anybody else's time. Shout out to Comic Core. Go check out their live show right after ours. They talk about comic books about eight days a week. Uh, any last words, Manimal? No, no. Appreciate being on. Fun uh, talk. Hopefully this uh, Ghost Rider stuff does not pan out the way you're saying. I want me some good Ghost Riders from Johnny Blaze. That's my fingers crossed. It'll come eventually, man. That's what I'm thinking. It's just time. It's just, we're just in a... We're, out of mouth. We are in a time of instant news, right? CNN is a 24-hour news network. Twitter is available to you in a second's notice. So a lot of times knee-jerk knee reactions. So what I do is I try to gather as much information as I can and then give it to you guys in a timely manner once a week. <laughs> That's, this just doesn't make sense. But when uh, there is something really breaking news, like today just happened to be the same time we were doing our show. So I try to gather as much information as I can. I don't put it daily on a website. So I don't do this for the clicks. I just do this for you guys chit-chatting with us. We're comic book collectors. Try to give you guys a heads up on what's how this may affect comic books and comic book marketplaces. You know what I'm saying? Because ultimately, we're collectors, as Manimal likes yeah. to show off his brother, Voodoo, and his... Uh, would you just get the uh, FF18 again? Yeah, the that Super Scroll. There you got go. I've got another one coming here and in a couple of days. Fully expect Super Scroll was on a long-term spec list. So with the news that Mikey Sun dropped today about Captain Marvel and the Queen of the Scrolls, who the Queen of the Scrolls is also leads an army of Super Scrolls, expect the Super Scrolls to be there because it's on a long-term spec list. But shout out to Manimal. Thanks for coming on. As soon as he's ready, he's going to be doing new comic book reviews on the Lords of Longbox channel. I don't know. I just threw it out there just in case he wants to. So. <laughs> it's pressure. Maybe he'll do the Hickman run when it's done in two years. Because <laughs> I think that's how long it's going to take, man. Two more weeks. Never done. Yeah. So shout out to uh, Three Men in the Basement. Uh, make sure you sub them up. Nemesis Prime is here. What, any last words? Yeah, I uh, just posted it on the comments. We are doing our second auction, live auction Friday night, 10 p.m. Oh, Eastern. Shit. Uh, got some good books. I don't know what Otto's bringing, but, uh, you know, hopefully I uh, may just, uh, can I tag along and uh, sell some books on there? Yeah, man. We definitely right. like Man, Manimal, you want to get on some of this action? Nah, nah, I'm good. I got All right. right now. Yep. So I'll have to read somebody, uh, actually the big to do reached out to me and asked if we still did auctions. I was like, uh Oh, that means he's got a ton of books that he wants to do. So I may just sell them for him on consignment and that won't take any money. Cause the big to do is a good friend of mine, but go ahead. Nemesis. Go ahead. Yeah, that's it. So Friday night, three men in the basement, sub us up, live auction. Uh, myself, Otto, I think Roger's going to be there. If not, we definitely can. Tim, you are more than welcome to be there. So that's all yeah, I got. We'll Thanks for joining us tonight, guys. It's a great show. Thanks for joining us. So uh, long story short, let me summarize the show as quickly as I can. 
Captain Marvel's two is coming. It's going to be introducing the Queen of the Scrolls, and also uh, Captain Marvel is going to be training Richard Rider Nova to become Nova Prime. Ghost Rider show got canceled, but there's still plans to use Robbie Reyes' version of Ghost Rider in the Spirits of Vengeance uh, part of Hulu and all those wonderful long-term spec lists we just drop on you. Go out and get them. They're super dirty. We didn't, if you notice, Nemesis Prime didn't even do prices on this because they're either really, really expensive or really cheap. There's no, There was no in-between. Did you, didn't you find sales date on one of them? Uh, what was it? The um, Werewolf by Night, the yeah. Topaz. Yeah. That sold for a 9.4. Which was very odd for September. That's pretty odd. Topaz is randomly. Uh, Topaz, Jennifer Kale is, I think, is going to be an important character in this. She's in a lot of this kind of supernatural stuff. Ooh. So look out for Jennifer Kale, man. Is yeah. uh, both her and Topaz are both powerful, powerful magic users. So who knows if they're popular? They may pop up in Doctor Strange because all mystical roads these to your man. Oh, I can't even get my good levitation out. Man, that would have been dope. What is it? Pop my collar like that. <laughs> but hey, thanks everybody for joining. Uh, as usual, we'll be back every Wednesday to give you the good scoops. And every now and then I will break in on a live random day if I get any really huge news dropping. But thank you for joining us. And this next time, boys and girls, let me get the song ready, man. Keep digging in them long boxes. Peace out. Shake and bake and pull it back.